gentlemen, we have a very, very special guest for you. It's early in the morning. The birds have just arrived and Professor Green has entered the room. Mr. Kane Green. Hello guys, you okay? Great. Welcome, Robert welcome. Green. Glad to be here. To Thank my you. humble abode. You're a, now, you're a professor. You don't like that term, professor. Um, only because it's inaccurate. <laughs> I, like, I like that term. <laughs> John Joe, you always introduce me as a, a professor whenever we meet anyone. Kind of but in France, in France, yeah. a teacher is a professor. Yeah, and, yeah that's fine. But we're, yeah. we're not in France, yeah. though, are we? Yeah, well, not. Um, what is a professor, then? A professor is someone who has like a PhD in the subject. So okay. So like people at university like. We got the wrong guy. So Matthew. Got the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a humble uh, teacher of English. Uh, Wigan College, you're more than a humble teacher, sir. Um, you, you've been blogging, you've written for the, the Star and the Echo, you've had some articles which I've read, you're using flowery English, beautifully written, and to be honest, I've seen some of the professional stuff, and I, I must say yours is much better, and you don't get paid for it. Um, but we're going to start with your early life. Um, I think you're from Wigan, aren't you? Is that right? Uh, no, Haydock originally. Oh. Um, I, from Haydock originally, yeah. uh, I moved to Wigan um, about Ashton when I was married. Um, Haydock's an interesting place because it's sort of part of it is in Wigan. Is that right? Uh, it kind of. I mean, Haydock is officially sort of in St Helens and Merseyside, but there's, there's a. But the race course is. Uh, the, the race course is the. So Haydock is basically the, the kind of outer edge of Merseyside. As soon as you go past Haydock Racecourse, you're in Ashton, which is then Wigan and Great Manchester. But the racecourse itself, where, where is that? <laughs> the, the entrance to the racecourse on the road is Haydock, which is Merseyside. Right, really, the yeah. actual yeah. racecourse itself is, I think it's classed as Newton Willows. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Newton Willows are golden, so it's kind of a bit of a... But yeah, which, I mean, that's which, is, which is in the borough of Wigan? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, Newton Willows, no, no, Newton's still the same colour. So yeah, so it's kind of it. Yeah, it's, it's on the edge, really. It's on the um, interesting. Yeah, so I grew up in Haydock. Yeah. yeah. And your, your your early life. Talk about your reasons for wanting to become a professor, a uh, teacher. Um, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I, I, like when or I was in when I was younger, I suppose I was wanting to be a PE teacher. That was kind of what I wanted to do. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. So you, well, you were very sporting. Well, job. I was always involved in sport. I played I played football um, most of my life until. Twenties when I had kids and stuff, and that became a bit more, which is why I got into running really because like football. I played for two teams, and you know the trainings at a fixed time on a fixed day. Was it a de decent standard or? Yeah, it was okay. I mean, when I was when I was a teenager, I, played, I was at Wigan Athletic from till I was about fifteen. Oh, well, they were really they were yeah. they ended up in the Premiership. They did. I mean, yeah. I, not while I was there. When I, mean, I was fifteen, they were yeah. in the kind of lower reaches of the leagues, and they're still at the old ground, and it was a bit ramshackle, and they had no money, so they they, they sort of abandoned a lot of the kids' teams uh, when I was. Well, when I was fifteen, they, they, they only had a couple of the older ages, like the under eighteen. You must have been decent to be to be. Um, I, I, yeah. I was fast. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that um, I was. I played striker when I was fast, so that covered up. But you were born. What, what year were you born, like, sir? I must ask you. Nineteen seventy-nine. So I'm forty now. Forty years. 40, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I always think of you, you. You're very fast, but you seem to have. You've. You you came into the running sort of. You joined the striders and whatnot. At a later age. I only joined the running club. Yeah, I mean, only joined the running club. Um, probably, might be on now, but two years ago, I think. But I, when, yeah. when I stopped playing football, um, it's just family commitments and stuff. Because, like I said, the trainings at a set time, and if you 
can't make it on a night you don't play at week three. So uh, when I when I went out, I, I took up running really, and I'd, I'd run in school and I'd, I'd done athletics in school, not decent, um, fifteen hundred meters, but I'd never trained for it. I'd never trained in athletics or in athletics because I was, I was just I was fit from football really. From yeah. Class. Um, yeah, but I joined the running club. When I, well, when I separated from the wife, basically, I had some more time on my hands. So, so you were a casual sort of so runner run, for many, run. many years. Yeah, I did run at races. I, yeah, I, I ran a lot. I remember I spoke to you at races prior to, to obviously joining Striders. And, yeah. Um, obviously, I know you came out with us uh, in the uh, the Cookie Kenyans. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. Before joining yeah. Striders as well. So, um, sort of yeah. You've been around, we've seen you around. And yeah, so I'd always, I'd always, always, always ran races, and I, I knew quite a few of striders um, from. I, I ran with this, one of my mates who's not in there anymore. Really, like I knew him, so I went with their running group on Sunday mornings and what have you. So and then just went when I had more time on my hands, really, when I separated from my wife, I just um, that's when I joined. Um, really. Yeah, but I always, I always look at you and I think this guy has talent because you've you've gone down to what about sixteen minutes for five k. Yeah, I was about two um, years ago, but I've struggled you, with a lot of injuries. You'd have been then. 38 at the time, yeah. and you'd never really ran at that high level. You'd sort of, yeah, well... No, I think the turning point, to be honest, was I, I, I did... Um, I used to run more half marathons a lot, and then I was training for the Wigan half marathon, the first one. I can't remember when that was, maybe three, four years ago was the first time it was run, and there's, there's a big, huge uphill section up towards Hay Hall, and I was kind of training for that, and... Um, it was the second year I'd done the first year and um, so I'd done loads of hill training long hill reps and all that kind of stuff and then the race itself was cancelled and this was all on your own by the way yeah, following, yeah. following a particular plan not really no um, I never really I just ran and because yeah. this, this race particularly had a huge like kind of like a three mile uphill section quite steep in places up to Hay Hall so I'd done loads of hill training and then on the day the race was cancelled because there was heavy snow the night before and um, the paths around Hay Hall had become so in, there was also a 5k race on the day um, and um, I'd, I'd done the odd 5k in park running but never mm. really trained for it but how then, many years are we going back now sorry. this is probably th- maybe three four years maybe oh, okay. so okay. I'd done all this hill training so the, basically the 5k was still on on that day the half marathon was cancelled because of the snow because mm. it went through the K Hall country park and um, so I ran the 5k race because you, you, if you're in the half marathon you, say, right, you can just run the 5k while it's on because that was in the town centre and I did something like 1650, 1640, I think it was, which shocked myself really because I'd only ever done right. sort of just maybe 18, early, low 18s, now and again at park run. But like, so obviously, I was very fit from doing all this hill training. Yeah, and yeah. That, that, then I kind of wanted, I thought, you know, I, I see, maybe the short distances are the way to go, really. Yeah. Uh, and at the time, you. you and that's were... just before I joined Strides, actually, maybe right, six, yeah. six months before, so that, and then that. But to link that in with your blogging now, yeah. for those who don't know what what the hell's a blog, it's just an article. A blog, it's um, I think there's only John Joe that doesn't know what one is. Yeah, yeah. Maybe for the explain it for me. Come on, what the hell's a blog? I think is it short for web blog? Originally, I think it is. It's just it's, it's just basically something written online that you don't need to. So it could be on any. F- uh, Format so it could be on any social media, it could be on anything. A written yeah, article is a it's blog. It's a written article. I mean, generally, I suppose in the past, uh, if you wanted to have anything published, you had to someone had to read your writing and deem it good enough to be printed in a magazine or a oh, newspaper so or whatever yeah, else. So mean, yeah. Now the internet. But you were blogging. Where were you blogging? I just did uh, the the first one I did was um, the the Parbold Hill race. 
Uh, in fact, I remember it was probably yeah. the first time I ever met Matthew Lancey. I think with the Powerball really? Hill race, it might have been yeah. like five years ago maybe. And I remember speaking to it then you won the race, and I think yeah. you'd not long been back into running there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, first year back, yeah. Yeah, and. Is that when you started blogging? It was, but I, I think that I. Um, it's quite interesting. Cause I remember meeting Matthew the first time that day, mm. um, and also the um, there was an incident in the race. Uh, the footballer or football manager, ex England footballer Stuart Pierce, ran in the race. Oh, did you really? Yeah, yeah. On that day, yeah, and well, I saw him, and yeah. there's, there's a section in the race where you have to like climb a gate, and people yeah. generally go in a queue, and they think they go in order, don't they? Yeah, because yeah. if you get there first, because yeah, it, yeah, it causes yeah. a bit of a queue sort of thing, so yeah, you have to yeah. kind of stop. But Stuart Pierce, um, he just went round the queue, climbed over the gate, and everyone was booing him and stuff, and it was like, and so, anyway, <laughs> but I, only, I, 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 I thought it was him, because obviously he was in a race, and it looked yeah, like he was like, yeah, sure, yeah. that's Stuart Pierce to football. Anyway, so I, I was looking online to find out, was he there, and see if there was any kind of race yeah, report yeah. or whatever, and there wasn't, there was nothing really, so I thought, Do you know what, there's nothing there, it I'll was... put something there, so I, I just kind of, I just wrote one. It's for my own amusement, really. And like, so you still don't know if it was him? No, it was him, yeah. Definitely yeah, him, yeah. It was, because I mean, after, afterwards, I, like, people I knew had, had pictures taken with him. Mm, and, yeah. and by the way, Matthew, because he, he doesn't know nothing about football, um, <laughs> <laughs> he's the fellow who missed the penalty, is that right? In the 1990 World Cup semi-final, yeah. Can, so you, pic- can you picture him? England footballer, he's missed the penalty and he, he, he's crying. 1990. Was it your time then? So he missed it. Yeah, he missed it. <laughs> the World Cup semi-final against Germany, well, West Germany at the time. Um, yeah, he missed a, a vital penalty, which meant that we didn't. And he was very emotionally. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He's, he was. He was in tears. And he's been manager of Manchester City, England under twenty ones, I think. And I I actually saw him in a queue at Pogues. Um, oh, he's a big music fan. Yeah, he is. He's, uh, a, big, yeah. he's a big music. In uh, Manchester, though, yeah, that was a few years ago. He's an old Scottish punk rocker. So, yes, that's so started, sorry, really. that's where you started writing. That's where it started. And, I, I, that was, I, I kind you, of, I just thought. I, where did you publish the the article? Um, there's just uh, just on the Google. Um, you you can um, basically set up your own blog page on Google. It's called Blogspot. I think it's called. Or there's, okay. there's a few WordPress. You can just literally just open an account. You write stuff. Share it on Facebook with your friends and that. And Have you always enjoyed a passion for writing? You're an English teacher. You you didn't see yourself as an English teacher. Uh, and you were, you know, when yeah, you left yeah, school, just, yeah, was that was that, that topic? We went off that. You, re, you know, your reason for becoming. A I think once to be a teacher, I think I initially I was always involved in sport, sport. Uh, and I did A level P um, college and what have you. And then I had to start a sports science degree at John Moores, um, but then I, I, I went living abroad two years, so I kind of left that after a year. Right, okay. So I went abroad two years, and then when I, uh, to be honest, I, I, it was quite a pragmatic decision, really. I think that. Um, I'd spoken to people and it was quite difficult to get a PE teaching job. Mm. Um, obviously, that like English and maths, you know, the main subjects. There was a lot more opportunities really, and I found people. People had, when I came back from living in Spain for two years, people I know who had done PE teaching courses were finding it quite difficult to get a job. So Is that still the case today, or I think you? so? Yeah, I mean, just, 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 I mean, if you think in any given school, there are fewer PE teachers than. English and math teachers and science teachers. Oh, okay. just like interesting, it. interesting. And I suppose it's a lot of something a lot of people want to do PE teaching. So, so, so you got into. I always think it, you know. And I, I didn't. I didn't just choose English and think I'll do that instead. I mean, that was always something I've always read. I've always been. Yeah, you were always reading from yeah, young age. Yeah, from young age. Yeah. Like I mentioned, Famous Five earlier and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Enid Blyton. Enid Blyton. Yeah. 
was supplied with false information before Kane. <laughs> 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 it's the famous five. Who could forget that, you know? Um, <laughs> now, listen, I'll be honest with you, people out there listening. When I, you know, I, I, I got the opportunity to write. They didn't want to give me an opportunity to write at the Australians, but I eventually got one. And I took you know, great pride in it because at school I completely failed. Unlike yourself, you were reading, you were, it sounds like you were successful. You'd passed all year, you know. Yeah. And um, so I would write, and, and I sort of brought you into that, didn't I? Sort of, I encouraged you to, to start writing for the Striders. Yes, he did. And there's, uh, that, um, there's a scene in Only Fools and Horses. <laughs> Have you seen it? Where um, there's the, the, the chairman of the Housing Association, uh, apologies to younger listeners, Only Fools and Horses is a bit of a. Um, but the, the the chairman of some kind of housing association persuades Rodney Trotter to uh, <laughs> uh, be, like apply to become the vice president, and so they have this kind of vote, and Rodney becomes vice president, and then the president immediately just quits and hands the president. <laughs> and, goes, uh, and that's and that's what I was like. He John Joe persuaded me. You persuaded me to write the the the, the reports, the weekly reports for this um, Striders. And said, "Well, there was three of us at the time, wasn't it?" So, well, I, J- John Joe um, and a young lady, Jen Appleton, was doing it at the time. So, yeah. John Joe says, "Well, there's three of us, so you have to, you'll do two, and then have four uh, four weeks off." And, and then sh- within weeks of me agreeing, John Joe quit, and then Jen quit. So I was <laughs> left with it all on my own. <laughs> I, like I've been had here. That was yeah. That wasn't um, the reason. I I had no intent. That was my you know when I when I brought you in, I thought now this guy knows his stuff, and and that was the reason. And you do know your stuff, and and um, I started. I wrote a few sort of boxing-related articles. Yeah, that's right. And, I, yeah, and I've sent them. Nasty. I've sent them to Professor Green here, Teacher Green, and I send them to him, and he corrects. You know, and sometimes that you know minor corrections, but at the same time, it's stuff I don't know. It's it's kind of stuff that you know, like you know classifications of words. Um, I think teaching's changed, hasn't it, over the years? I. Back in the day, they used to, you know, the cat sat on the mat. Every word was, you know, this was the noun, this was the, but you know, yeah. but when I was, well, I wasn't listening for a start, but I think I don't think they were doing that as, as much. Um, is it necessary? But then at the same time, you you're able to see where things should go, and why are there those in why are those rules apply? But at the same time, professional writers don't adhere to those rules. They sort of have their own way of writing. Some use sort of, for the pause effects, you've got the hyphen that's used, you've got the comma, and they sort of use it as and when a particular writer, and we're talking about professional journalism now, we, and it, it, I don't understand why the rules are there at the same time. Yeah, Can you, yeah so, well, I suppose, uh, I mean, it's kind of with writing rules are there to be broke. I mean, like if, if, if you know, you, you could write a sentence that's ungrammatical, but a writer might use that. Yeah for a certain purpose sort of thing so it's kind of and you notice that I suppose so it's yeah it's a, I, I'm always of the opinion that if the person can like the only point of writing is for someone to understand it so if they understand it yeah then, I've heard that by a teacher that you know as long as it's understood if you're reading something um, then that's all that matters but then you couldn't be like you're a teacher, so you're there to correct, aren't you? At the same time, it's it's like a yeah. I mean, I I mark I mark the GCSE exams in summer. Uh, okay. Not this year, obviously. That's normally my holiday funds, but that's gone out the window this year because yeah. the exams are no exams. But the I, I know um, 
don't know if you know, it's, it's changed from grade A star to G to grade one to nine now. Yeah, I heard about this. Yeah. So yeah. to get what's to all get, that about? To get a grade, to get a grade four, which is like in the writing part, to get a grade four, which is a C. The, the, the key thing is, can you understand what they're saying? Basically, is it clear and so on? Now, obviously, if if you want to get the very top grade, the punctuation's got to be perfect, the spelling's got to be perfect, and so on. But you know, it's 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 communication. So is is that communication clear? Can you write, understand what they're getting at? And that's good enough to, to pass. Mm. So sometimes we get hung up sometimes in English teaching. Oh, can you use apostrophes correctly? Can you use this correctly? But actually, if they're at a certain level where they're just aiming to pass, which is the kind of kids I teach who are resitting, um, then yeah, as long as they can write clearly. If, if there's a few missed apostrophes now we've got we've got to, we've got to stick to running and we've yeah. got a lot to talk yeah. about in regards to writing and running i mean look, see all those books that matthew has kindly he's passed on to me that's the latest um um you, have you read much about the sport because i hadn't until recently yeah i've read a few i've read um a couple of like the quite popular ones like, what would you recommend to the um, listener perhaps something that i really, really I, I love there's a writer uh i can't pronounce him ad haranand finn um, yeah, you know, the, the yeah, running, yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. running with the Kenyans um, yeah. is really, really good. And even for people who aren't necessarily interested in running, it's a brilliant book about but the, the, Kenyan, the, the Kenyan culture and how they, it's a, the culture of how they are such good distance mm. runners. Um, and he wrote a second one, um, The Way of the Runner, which is about the Japanese uh, okay. running culture, which yeah, is very yeah. different. And, and where's, what's his background? He doesn't. Uh, journalist. He's, he's a journalist. Investigative um, sort of looking he's, at. He's, he's a journalist. He's a runner himself. He is a runner. Um, yeah. He's a yeah. runner himself. He's quite a decent one. He's, he's probably I don't know. He maybe late forties, but he's a fairly decent um, okay. runner. Um, he's uh, from I think he's from Devon maybe. Oh. I, know, I know he he runs like running holidays and retreats and all that kind of stuff. So he's a bit of odd. Like um, he's, 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 he's recently written. Um, and he, when he was running with the Kenyans, he um, he actually went out there and lived there with his young family for months on end. Uh, the same with Japan. And he's recently written, well, I've not read it yet, but called it, is it The Rise of the Ultra Runners yeah. Later? And I've not read it yet, actually, but it's, um, yeah. And, and, and he the same, he, he didn't just write about it, he became an ultra runner to, do you know what I mean? So it's, it's kind mm. of like... And he tried to, uh, he took out some, uh, some Kenyan runners and got them try to train them up to do ultras because you don't yeah, see that's right. yeah, see, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, obviously the dominance of, of Kenyan Ethiopian athletes in long distance middle distance yeah. running but you don't see that out at the uh, ultra running sort of yeah. scene it is sort of still you know uh, British runners European runners American sort of uh, runners and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, so he, he was like well why and is there a reason why and all that and some of it come down, comes down to the financial side of things there isn't as much money in the ultra scene yeah that's right yeah that, so. I mean a lot of uh, in running with the Kenyans a, a lot of them you know they're naturally good runners but it is you know uh, there's, there's parts where they're talking about if you just if they can get into one European marathon you know I mean the, the ones kind of below the, the very best the Olympians and stuff you know they could get into one I think there's one where one goes to the Rotterdam marathon and wins and earns maybe £7,000 or something and that's that sets them up for life in Kenya Right. Quite, quite often they get that money and then just jack it in basically yeah. they, they just, just £7,000 £7, that's all that, back to Kenya yeah. end of story and that's enough to buy them a farm it's enough to you know for, oh, yeah, that's amazing it's quite often it's a, a, a business not a business but like a financial security thing and the, yeah. they've still not broken onto the scene have they with ultra running not not, not, a, really not, not even in, in, in any individuals you can think of now 
No, it's not. It's very. It's like American, European, isn't it? Really, a lot of it's a cultural thing. This is. It's the like a lot of sports. The the reasons why certain nations are successful in certain sports is a cultural thing. Um, Financial. Yeah, it's just not. I mean, it's like here. Ten, we don't produce that many good tennis players, really, do we? Because it's quite often an expensive sport to. What about the famous Highlander? Well, Zandy, but yeah, I mean, they're obviously, like I said, but like, we, oh, we, yeah, we're yeah. not on mass, do we? I mean, and, and there's, there's a school of thought that thinks that um, is it sort of te- tennis is a very middle class sport and perhaps they don't have that overwhelming desire to succeed in some ways, like, mm. you know, and again, perhaps yeah, they're quite uh, comfortable lives yeah, already, they don't uh, have that. And that's where ultra running is sort of seen as like a thing as well. It's sort of, it's, it's like the boredom of those with time and freedom to do, to do what they want to yeah. do to go and train for the hours and therefore people like him whereas obviously you know, Kenyan athletes you know one there's a, the financial side of the, the marathon sort of distance where there is some money in it and things like that but two the hours that they spend not training is then working, working on the farms yeah, yeah. and things like that mm-hmm. and stuff and therefore you know if you're doing that for ultra training ultra marathon running they wouldn't have that, that time and that sort of and that cultural not, aspect and there's that. not the reward there to make it worthwhile I suppose yeah, yeah. I often think about tennis because I used to enjoy a game of tennis and they recently did up the courts here you see the young people going down there but there's no there's no connection there's no connection to um, to the the interest and there's no sort of pathway for ordinary sort of working classes if you want to call them that who are just having a game and where's the opportunity you know there's, there is a place up in um, there's pre- bordering Prescott Eccleston Park uh, yeah. tennis club but it, it's kind of I think there's a couple of courts there but you know it's, you need you need to be involved you need to have parents who are involved and um, yeah so what are we going to take back to the writing I've gone off to back, back to the writing um, yeah, so I, I, I started with the blogging, didn't I? And then um, obviously you asked me to join your um, little journalistic uh, group, which you promptly left. I got this. Um, I'm not, you, I you, need you, to watch you this. Moved on. You, you moved on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so when you, when you asked to do that, and it's it's quite it's good. I, I mean, I joke about it. I mean, I, I like doing it, even even when you and Jen stopped doing it, and I'm, I'm doing it every week. Are you still doing I, it? I enjoyed it. Well, I wasn't obviously. If I'm not at this moment in time, okay, because we've been okay. there's been no races for some time, has there? So, but yeah. you, you you know, in this time, there is a. I mean, you look at the local newspaper. I don't know if you receive it. It's still full of rugby, um, and this town, St Helens. You know, they they go on about how it's a rugby town. When I was driving my cab, most of the people who I picked up didn't even know the Saints were playing when they were playing. You know, mm. it, it's it is a rugby town, and it's not. It's it's funny that one because there's 188,000 population at St Helens when you when you encroach oh, yeah. on Wiston, Wiston, you know, the big football in sort of Rainhill that area, generally wouldn't be much interested in the Saints. I don't think maybe you know, I'm generalising, but um, there is an opportunity there to write a running related article about COVID potentially. Um, do you have yeah, the time or the inclination or you know? Would you no, like no, I suppose it was. <laughs> I'm not sure what you could say really other than I suppose you could if it's for the local paper I mean are they really interested in what people are doing just running around the streets while there's no races I don't know I don't think yeah that's the problem there was no connect you know with the Saints I start I mean I'm really disappointed with the sports editor 
I mean, claiming your work, my work, was sending in these articles, and he's putting it, putting his stamp on um, articles, which you know, and you had a, there was a case there where you sent something in, and this. Yeah, do you ever recall that? Yeah. There was, tell, tell the people about yeah, that, I mean, because that's, simple, an, I mean, that's an injustice. I mean, first of all, I mean, I, I, I don't write those articles for money, obviously. I write them for yeah, yeah, like yeah. the members of the running club and, and to give recognition to people and, yeah. and whatnot. Um, but so, I, which I, is a great so, reward in itself. Yeah, so essentially, I, just, I, I, I write them, just the weekly race reports, uh, usually the race is on a Sunday um, at the weekend, and then I kind of write the reports. St. Helens Star, the St. Helens reporter, uh, the local uh, St. Helens Unlimited, the local website. Um, and don't forget the famous Echo. Yeah, the Echo occasionally. Because that, that is yeah. much more widely circulated. A million copies or something, something like that. Like that yeah. quite a lot. Like, so there was, there was one occasion where you know I, I saw my article word for word in the St. Helens Star on the website actually, and it was you know written by, I can't remember the gentleman's name, Name and shaming. I, I can't remember the name. <laughs> so anyway, so I, it's, you know, it's, it's there at the top by whatever his name is, Joe yeah. Bloggs. And uh, I was like, you know, it's quite, it's quite annoying. I mean, I, I don't do it for money. But v- then it, very frustrating. Yeah, my you know, to my, my yeah. attitude was, this, this person is getting paid to do this job, presumably. It's not yeah, a voluntary yeah, yeah, role. Yeah. He's getting paid to do this job. And he's essentially just taken what someone else has written, put his name at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Yeah. Um, you know, taking credit for it really, and you know, he, he, I don't know his situation, his job, but he, I'm presuming he's getting paid for that. Job. Of course, he and, is, and yeah. He's, that's something that. Yeah. So anyway, I, I did email them, and I kind of said, um, a quite sort of strongly worded email, and it, but it turns out he said that the, the regular sports editor was off, and it was just some kind of mix up, and then he, he apologized. But the regular, he, he, actually, he actually rang me and apologized, and yeah. said it was just it was just something to he just put the text into a template, and his name happened to be there and stuff. So that was that was that. Oh, were you happy with that kind of response? Yeah, it was fine. I mean, he, I mean, when he emailed, he did ring me almost immediately within the hour. So he's, I, think, I think it was an oversight. So, but when you say it's an oversight, this is on a weekly basis. You never get the credit for writing yeah, the, the name article. Doesn't go in. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, and yet the sport, I know you've spoken about the, that. Well, the sports editor, he has his name here, there, and everywhere, and um, all he's doing is is taking what's been sent in, and what the worst thing about it is stripping it back in su- such a lack lackadaisical fashion that the article is cutting bits out where it doesn't make sense in fact it's ending halfway through a sentence yeah, that's and you're right. thinking noticed that, yeah. what's going on there mm. yeah I, mean, I know there's I mean that, that's one of the issues we have when I write them because I write them for it goes on our club website do you know what do you know what I think it is professor I think your writing is that outstanding they're embarrassed no seriously <laughs> no no they're embarrassed they don't want to put your name there because the editor of the paper would look at it and think, hang on a second, this, who's this fellow? Professor Kane Green. We'll have him. We'll have him. And I, I'm, I'm being honest with you there, mate, because I've read your articles and I've read some of the shite that they put out there and it's it's incomparable. Yours is head and shoulders above it. And now other people might criticise the use of flowery language, but it's, 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 it's a skill. I mean, I read a book recently, um, you, you know, sports articles the power and the glory power matthew glory, read it as yeah, well yeah. and as you progress through the the last century and you see writing on running in particular different writers have a completely different idea or different you know and they've, they've added this flowery sort of context um really sort of 
energised the, the and captivated the reader, which is what you want to do, isn't it? You know? It is, and there's a move towards that generally. I know, I mean, I read quite a lot of like kind of popular science books, maybe in like Richard Dawkins, and he he he's very poetic in describing scientific yeah. things and so there's a move towards that anyway. But yeah, I mean, the, the thing with running, I suppose it's quite a difficult sport to write about because it could very quickly, like, you know, like the, the way I write it is the races take place on a Sunday. I put a, a post on our Facebook page asking people if they've raced, put the time in the race below and a few words, anything they want to say, pictures and so on. And I, I use that then to uh, write the article. Um, and then obviously if like, race results are publicly available, you know, some people will use that as well. Um but it it could it could very it could very Picture, easily pictures you know you take pictures all all that yeah. all, all part of the the it could very easily like running is mm. a difficult sport to write about it could very easily just become you know John Smith ran the Wigan ten k in a time of this times third place blah blah it, it yeah. could just become a list of numbers and times yeah, and that's yeah, really boring yeah. so you, you have to uh, and essentially it's not it's not like football where there's a kind of ebb and flow in the game and all that kind mm. of thing R- r- running is you know, athletics running essentially a lot of people running from A to B or A back to A in a circle, whatever. Uh, so it, you, you, I think you've got to, to make it in any way interesting. You've got to, um, you've got. I don't know. Like, I, I, it's easier when, for example, people have done sort of like trail races in the lakes, and you can get that description of the course yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Um, things like when there's races, say in Wigan, you can put loads of flannel about crossing into enemy territory who's in Telling and all that kind of rubbish so yeah, I think that's great I, I well, there's really some kind of interesting but and it's difficult to you know, I, it, I find it easy to write but then is it not time consuming it can you? be quite repetitive because okay. I mean how many different ways can you say someone finished the race in you know you can have like they crossed the line in this they finished strongly to finish it so it's quite it can become quite repetitive so you have to be creative with the way you isn't that great practice though for yeah, someone who's yeah. an aspiring writer maybe yeah. one day you'll put a boot together i think you should yeah possibly um and what you're doing there that's your, your homework isn't yeah, it that's what you're absolutely. you're developing yeah. and what, what it is it's experience isn't it writing is more practice practice like yeah, anything is, yeah yeah and you, you I, I tend to kind of dash it off quite quickly and i'll go back and edit it and Whereas when you first started doing that kind of thing, maybe not, I don't know. Or when you first The writing of it, you have to be time consuming. Like the actual writing, once I've got everything together, Mm. the actual writing of it doesn't take me that long. I mean, depending, obviously, some some days there are, for example, when there was the St. Helens 10K, Mm. I think our running club had maybe 70 people running in it. That's quite difficult in itself because I can't mention 70 people. So you then get to... Like who do you leave in? Who do you? Well, you know, well that, that, that yeah. But, but yeah, the, the, the main time consuming thing is getting the information together. So from the Facebook page and the race results and things like that, um, the actual writing of it is doesn't take too long. That's that, that's why I went on to write about boxing because it was like different sports. So I thought, well, it's going to test me in a different way mm. to to write about. I mean, I know a little bit about. I know more more, more about it maybe than than I than I. That's, make out you know but you know it's, it's a different description is it you describe yeah, it um, and uh, with that I found myself sort of imp- improving but then of course you'll get get the critics in the running um, and they'll look at flowering like how dare he speak about that particular person um, you know you, you do get sort of people who who's that that can be one difficulty and, and the, the critic is, is that it's not genuine because you've overstated something and it, it's no longer anything like the yeah I suppose but it's there for I mean that, 
you know that, that's for other people to judge isn't it but yeah. I, I think it's one of the difficulties it's quite easy for people who've done really well in a race like you know particularly um, I mean, one of the, one of the good things that come I think from writing the reports when the appearance and telling star is that our women's team have done some fantastic things over the last couple of years and they, they won the Merseyside Grand Prix we've had lots of individuals uh, Rachel who uh, was the selected for England cross country in the veterans category and we've had winners in age group categories and things like that and you i think you find the sports pages local sports pages are mm. dominated by men the St. Helens star obviously the same rugby team yeah, yeah you don't see many women on there yeah. so it's quite good to so have kind of celebrate women's achievements you've been able to bring some balance to yeah the and i think it's it, it publicizes the club in a way so i mean if if someone's thinking of joining a running club and think maybe because I think a lot of people do think running clubs are for serious athletes who are really trying to, you know. But when if someone sees my report in the paper, which tells them about, and I'm not, not kind of denigrating anyone's achievements, but if someone said that they've run a 10k, say in one hour five minutes, and their name is in the newspaper, they might think, well, actually, you know, I, I can do that. Like I, you know, I, mm. I could probably run a ten k in an hour and ten fifteen minutes. That's I, I, I can join a running club. So it's kind of publicising the club in, in a way that, yeah. sort of telling the local community, I suppose, that you know Strides isn't just for elite, not elite athletes, but it's not just for serious racing athletes. It's for everyone, and you know. And the club currently has how many members? It's uh, it's roughly 200 I'm not yeah, sure the exact yeah, numbers yeah. which has grown I mean I've been there two years and it's grown up a, a lot and do you think that's part of, partly to do with the coverage well, well I'm, I I'm not going to take the credit but possibly <laughs> no no I, I, I imagine possibly, it's possibly yeah, I, I, imagine. I, I think because the, there must be I mean must be an impact there surely like when, I, when I tell people who aren't into running that you know, we have people in our running club who are in the 60s and people who are like you know of all shapes, sizes, ages, they're quite surprised because they think because they know I'm like a fairly decent runner, so they think I'm in a running club which is you know like a really competitive, sort of like almost semi-professional outfit. But it's not you know it's not there's elements of that, but it's it's for everyone and I think, and it's it's just it's just it's just nice to to see you know people who are never gonna run like Matthew and do thirty minutes for ten k or whatever, can see their name in the newspaper. Um, you know, cause generally, you know, if there's a lot of people running, I'll, I'll put the people in who've got a PB, or maybe it's the first time running the distance, or they've done something particular. So, and it's going to be, and I've I've had I've had people from our running club um, who are in the late forties or fifties saying, oh, like you know, thanks for that. I'm going to show my mum. It's like at the age of yeah, forty, yeah, you know. Yeah, do yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It is people yeah. proud. Like they they like. There are others who have said to me, do not put my name in the paper under any circumstances. But there are yeah, people. Yeah. Have, you know, it's nice to. It is nice for them to get that recognition. Absolutely. Um, you know, some people are never going to win a race, me included. You know, but it, it's, oh, well, hang on a second. But, well, <laughs> didn't, you, didn't you win a race? Run. I think you won. You were very close to winning something, were you? Um, Twice well, when you beat me, yeah. Well, there you go. That's close. Tripping around. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it's just. I think it's just nice to get the recognition, and you know, when I write it, it can be quite long, and the whole, the whole thing goes on the. Um, club website and on the um, St. Helens Unlimited, they just copy it word for word and put it. I must say, I think St. Helens Unlimited have been far more respectful of the Yeah, they're writing. really good, yeah. yeah uh, good. Mike Ashworth, he... he yeah. uh, and they're great, I mean, I, I'll send it. Um, uh, you know, there's quite a tight deadline for the St. Helens star, because I mean, obviously races 
in the main take place on Sunday mornings. Uh, by the time they finished it for Sunday lunchtime, obviously, and um, the deadline for some clients now is like lunchtime. On so they say, but it's not true. Actually. Yeah, it's, it, it, true. it's kind of lunchtime on Monday. They try and get. So obviously, I'm in work Monday morning, so um, you know that that gives me Sunday to yeah. get the information together, write the article. I have been known to, you know, kind of Sunday afternoon. Quite often, spend Sunday afternoons in the local pub with a friend, and I have been known to typing a paragraph or two when the friends in yeah. the toilet or whatever there's a yeah. proper journalism that writing new articles from the pub but yeah so well, it's, yeah, it's quite a tight deadline but yeah I mean it, it wouldn't it would it took me hours to sort of time you know because the, the, if you want a, a finished product it's going to take you more and more and more and more time isn't it yeah. if you want the best and for you yeah. okay it would take you less time because you've got more experience but it, it took a lot of time I remember sitting on a boat going over to Ireland an 8 hour ferry journey around this boxing thing and I was there, I was just sat there for, for almost the whole time, picking these words apart and trying to include everybody. And then, of course, you've got the pictures. They're, I mean, they can be even more time-consuming mm. to get hold of the, the, the right. And then you've got question marks over the pictures. Hang on a second. If I use that one and not that one, that kid's going to be offended or his parents, because he, he was the boxer of the night. Yeah, whatever, it's kid, yeah, yeah, especially it's kids, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, do, I do have that. And, you know, I'll put it on the Facebook page and, you know, I might get 20 pictures. You've got to make a decision and, yeah. and you can't please everybody. And by the way, in terms of plagiarism, this is important because I've seen your articles in the Echo and that's a huge paper in Liverpool, isn't it? You know, every Liverpool Echo. And we talk about the words plagiarism, isn't it? Yeah. When you take something and, and, I mean, again, your, your words, somebody else in the picture claiming to have written this, I'm thinking... Something really not, I know I'm going back on that subject, but something really not right about that. Um, but moving on, Matthew must have some questions. I think, well, I, yeah. I think it swings out of that discussion in a way, some of this, um, what I've got written down. But um, yeah, I suppose the, the sort of collected, I mean, the Echo sort of collects little bits and pieces from um, different clubs, obviously from Striders, from uh, Liverpool Harriers, uh, sometimes there's uh, something from Sutton, if, if I follow to write anything and send it to them. Um, and there's, you know, so it collects it all together in there. And I suppose what I think ties into some of the stuff I've got right now is let's dive a little deeper into into your thoughts on athletics in the media itself, in the mainstream media. Um, it's you know, athletics as a whole sort of covers a four-year cycle, which all revolves around yeah. the Olympic Games. Um, and obviously we lost that this year and, and postponed to next year. Um, you know. In the UK, sport dominant is, is football. Obviously, we've got in St Helens and the Northwest rugby is is, is pretty dominant. Um, but athletics and running sits around that sort of you know it's, it's that four year cycle when it's really thrown into the mainstream media of the Olympic Games, um, and then the rest of the time it sort of gets forgotten about. Um, except it's it's probably uh, the highest number of participation sport in in, in the country, um, and I think that's grown even more so. Um, during lockdown but then the people who participate in it from that level there's a divide between that and then that that sort of competitive on tv sort of uh, uh, media representation of the sport and maybe it's it's a, it's a better way it could be presented is a thing i know for example the diamond league which is the um, sort of the key event in, in athletics in the athletics calendar um, sort of like the you know the football matches yeah, across like the, the league season, and like stuff the season, like that. Isn't it? yeah, yeah. Um, 
got rid of the 5k. This this what should have been this season. There was going to be no 5,000 meters. I and found that strange. Obviously, taking part in say park run that we've we've talked about many times on this on this podcast. Um, you know, people know what a 5k is. They understand the distance yeah. in comparison to say. 1500 meters or an 800 meters uh, you know it's a bit of a well what does that mean and what's uh, what, what, what's a good, good time, time in yeah, that and yeah. things whereas a 5k you know you run it every week you know you know yes yeah, when you when you see when you see someone in the dining league do a 5k in whatever 13 minutes something or, or 12 12, 12, 12, 12 top but like someone can watch that and think Oh my god, that's literally twice as fast as me, and you can get a grasp of. I suppose like people at sometimes part of them can think, right? Oh my god, they're doing that in half. I, I found that strange when I heard actually. I'd say like say athletics participate. I'd say five k is probably. I don't know this. It's probably the most participated in sporting activity in this country. Five k with part yeah. now. It's just so many people, and then for them to cut that out, strange. I mean, I don't know what the reasons were. Maybe. You want to cut the TV show into it? Cut the TV, yes, it's all to fit into the TV. So that's knocking time. But they could still, they could, I mean, quite often they could edit it, can't you? See it sometimes, the highlights, they can knock that middle section out, which is knocking But yeah, I, I think it's, it is strange because I, I think I've spoken to a lot of runners um, and they're not remotely interested in athletics. Yeah. They, 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 you know, they, they do it themselves and they're quite keen and they, um, you know, they'll read stuff about their own training and things like that, but they're not really that interested in elite athletics in a way that kids who play football are always trying to imitate Messi, Ronaldo, Liverpool players, whatever. And most other sports, people who play the sport are interested in the elite level of that sport. But athletics seems to be, there is a disconnect. And I don't know if it is that, like football's constant. I mean, apart from six, seven weeks in summer, every other year, football is constantly on and it's always available. Athletics isn't, is it? And there is that. Um, is that vibe? I think I think it's because it's because it's a for like most for a lot of people the only time they see athletics is in the Olympics. Yeah. Possibly the World Championships, which is kind of in between that cycle, isn't it? Um, I I think it might be. It's almost like every four years there's someone new, isn't there? Yeah. So like well, with, with football because it's weekly, it's literally weekly, and it's a continuing sort of narrative, isn't it? And it's yeah. like. But because athletics isn't on the TV that much, it's almost like when the Olympics comes round and a lot like oh, who have we got in the four hundred meters on, they, they've never heard of these people before. Yeah. And it's almost like, and that's it, it's, to be honest, it's why I don't. I mean, I love athletics because I follow like the Diamond League yeah, and, yeah. and things like that. So I, I'll kind of follow, and you know the kind of stories of the athletes and kind of how they're progressing and so on. I, I, that's why I, I've never been able to say you're interested in boxing. I, I've never been interested in boxing because it, because. Like you don't, like you, I support football team. I support Everton. I support watch Everton every week, and you can follow that. Yeah. You know, but with boxing, they only fight every you know, like professional boxing. They only fight every six, what, six months, maybe four or five. Is that right? I don't know. I'm not interested in it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Despite what you said. Earlier. <laughs> so yeah, you, you don't get that not in the narrative. Day. It's yeah. like you, you, like people, you don't support a boxer as such, do you? I mean. It, Maybe athletics is the same. Yeah, I, well, I was going to say. Country, there's more national yeah. in athletics, so that's maybe why. But I think that four-year cycle means that every time, every time four years has passed, there's usually 
you get a couple who span across maybe 200 for all people. Yeah. Usually it's someone new, isn't it? It's someone they've not yes, really it, uh, And even, I think even to that, there's sort of, there's sometimes a, a lack of characterization from the athletes. I, I always think nowadays, if you're going to get to that sort of level of, of athletics, you've got to become more, it's more than just the running now. Yeah. Now that it's the media, if you want to compete against football, you want to compete against rugby, you want to stand out, you've got to, and you, you've got to stand out and, I suppose a perfect example of that in athletics was Usain Bolt. Oh, so he yeah. was he was a character. He he, yeah. he was more than just the sport. Absolutely, he he yeah. took that to you know that level where you know he was more well known than some of the top football players at the time and things that you know you could ask anyone on the planet and they pretty much know yeah. who Usain Bolt was. And it wasn't just because of his running performances, but it was because of his characterization yeah it was and it was you it know was, outside on the start it, line it was, com- things it like was completely i mean when, I, I thought when you watch particularly like 100 meter runners besides usain bolt they're all they're kind of all the same aren't they they, they all stand there folks the there's no there's no yeah. sort of character about them i'm sure there are in real, so they are in real life yeah. but like when you see them in the sporting arena you, you, they kind of look the same the statue and stuff um there's no there's no and, and I suppose the, the, the nature of that particular event is that you've got to be 100% focused when you symbolic to show that you can kind of mess about a bit on the start line yeah, but yeah, look, yeah. I suppose maybe that but yeah and I, I just think there's no there's because it's not on the te- like the Diamond League is on the television um, is it still on the BBC it was last year wasn't it Eurosport used to have it Eurosport they, yeah, they, they, dropped, they dropped it in 2019 it was dropped from Eurosport yeah. so it's um, after the 2019 season, so it is. It's who shows it as well now, and where is? Yeah, where is it, well, it was on the BBC, the, but it was kind of on a on a maybe like a Saturday afternoon, yeah. hidden away on BBC Two, and there was not any publicity given to it. Um, so I think I, I think that's why, why in terms of the media and both written and the TV, there's not a narrative to follow in athletics. Where it's literally just the Olympics is on this year. Like, let, who's running for Britain? And mm-hmm. they don't know these people. Mm-hmm. And, and that that you're, so you're looking for personalities. Yeah, I mean, it's very robotic. Is that what you're saying, guys? Yeah, very robotic. But then if you go back in time a little bit, um, and we go back to say, uh, so the, the 70s and 80s, um, which was maybe the the pinnacle of. British success mm. as, a, as a power a powerhouse of, in athletics. You had the likes of obviously you had the media sort of uh, conflict and carnage of, of Cohen Ovet and things that were you know huge sort story. of press and there was a story. To, a story. And I, I always wonder now. You obviously you know we look you you watch the Diamond League for example. You've got the same sort of unknown you know new faces Kenyan Ethiopian runners usually at the front end of the five. 10,000, mm. the 15 and the 8 to be fair, um, both men and women's races, and they're in. They're pretty much Nike sponsored, there's very little, you see other kit, it's the same vest, they're all the same the vest, I, I find that and you just sort yeah. of, who, who is who, even, who? If, even if you yeah. knew a certain, there was a certain person, individual in there that was a character, when they're running around the track in a big group, wearing the same clothes and all the rest of it. Yeah, I don't, that, that, that's what I don't like about the Diamond League, and uh, I mean, I always find with being a lot of Kenyans in it as well, I, I don't know, I think they've got a limited number of names in Kenya because they, they, they seem to be the same, like athletes <laughs> with the same name coming <laughs> yeah. year after year, don't know, like different, but yeah, I, I, it needs identity, it needs that, like... Well, you're looking for homegrown talent, aren't you? It's you not, are. not being racist, you're looking for someone who you, who you can relate to who's local, who's right at the top. Um, well, not even that, that, you just need, I think just, like, I mean, Kipchoge, for example, is a perfect, again, yeah, a he, character, a story, someone that you can follow and get behind you know the 
there's and I suppose it's what the media and what again what the athlete does outside of just the track race itself. So Kipchoge's whole thing, obviously, you know, there's a lot of money and backing behind his breaking two project and all the rest. But there's all the YouTube videos of him training yeah, camp, does, thing, that's it, and that's that builds exactly that it. momentum, builds that story behind him. And then, whereas you know your other athletes just sort of they rock up, they race, you know, they might they win and it might look good, they win, but then you they disappear see, and you don't yeah, see yeah. them again, or you do, and you, but they're just in the middle of the pack yeah. sort of thing. There's, no there's a, re- a reason for that. Story. A reason the journalists are not interested, are they? And the reason they're not interested because they don't think there's a story that people are gonna be interested in. Maybe there is. It's it, 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 it's it, it's a kind of I suppose it's a vicious circle in that the journalists think people aren't interested in athletics so they don't write about it which then means that people aren't that interested in athletics so it just it's like a vicious circle really mm. and I think and there are you know but, I mean, but we're like, looking at different periods they were interested be that code yeah it needs but, uh, it, it, it's, it's but it's like everything it's like as, as soon as Britain gets success in any particular sport there's a surge in interest I mean there's mm. been a surge in interest in women's football over the last few years because right, yeah. the women yeah, yeah, yeah. England team have done yeah. rel- had relative success yeah um the, the huge success of football in England I mean it was always popular obviously but the, the, the Premier League was born off the back of England finally doing well in the 1990 World Cup which Matt wasn't born for you know, just, <laughs> oh, that, I didn't realise that, that, that yeah, yeah. It, the, 1990 that, because it, I mean at that time in the 80s is that like, when your mate Stuart Pearce missed the penalty yeah at that time in the 80s when I was going like football was seen as very like it's quite violent the, not on the, the, there's a lot of hooliganism and stuff like that and mm. in, in 1990 when England did well it was kind of like ordinary people started to watch football I suppose and there was all the bit with gas, Paul Gascoigne crying and it made football seem a bit more and that, yeah, that, yeah. that kind of kick started and I'll give you another example but we've had we've had the success Mo Farah has been unbelievably successful and of late Dean Rasha Smith you know like she and she's a she's a personality isn't she she yeah. could that, that, I don't know you don't see much of her but I don't know why she hasn't been like in the way that Jessica Ennis was maybe yeah, she was pushed yeah because of the London Olympics she was pushed front and centre and she was almost like a national treasure wasn't she yeah. and everyone even now people are interested in what she's doing in Santa Dean Rasher Smith she's the, she's that type of personality that British athletics whoever's in charge of this game they, they should be pushing her front and centre to promote British athletics I yeah. think she, she's got that bubbly personality like you can imagine like girls yeah. could aspire to be like her she's a, like she seems very nice and she's bubbly and she's full of energy and She's obviously very talented as well, but you don't seem to see that much of her, except yeah. you, you probably would have this year. I always wonder whether it is is there a tie to it in terms of that, like maybe that lack of character in athletics, or the, the, or the I suppose taking on the the now the I suppose celebrity status that you sort yeah. of need to take on now in sport. It's not just it, there is. I mean, when I was when I was used to work at. Um, uh, another running store up in, in Manchester. I won't mention its name because it's free broadcasting. <laughs> you know, uh, the only one we care about is made to run. Made um, to run, yeah. But um, uh, but uh, I know I was I was chatting with a, a good friend, uh, Dave Norman. I will mention his name. Um, we'll hopefully uh, have Dave on the on the show in, yeah. in the future. But um, we were on about how like you know there's a lot of this um in influencers, social media influencers, and now the sponsorship was maybe being taken away from sort of the actual. The, the, the elite athletes, the pro athletes and things like that um, and given to, you know, the, the, the general public who were had, they just had big followings on Instagram. There was a case where Puma, who had been Usain Bolt's sponsor for, 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 for all of his career, um, 
then I think a year or two after his retirement from the sport, um, did the the huge athlete, the athletics range campaign, the marketing campaign for it, and instead of having an athlete to promote and stuff like that, they had one of the Kardashians was the was the was the figure, <laughs> um, you know, in their athletics were and everything like that rather than you know one of the best, you know, a, a, the top female sprinters and things, and I suppose that sort of that move into that influencer world and how that then affects athletics and where the money is because obviously from a sponsorship perspective they're wanting who's going to reach out to the most yeah that it is athletes I, I always think the athletes now need to take on that role i mean i mean i'm nowhere near that sort of level but the reason i wear a cap when i race the reason you know i wear flamingo shorts and stuff like that is to stand noticed, out to yeah. be noticed and things like that and yeah. build that little brand around myself in a way when I go out and race and things. There and is, and that, and that, we thought you I, were I trying have, to take on Ace. I have Instagram, and I, I don't use it often, I just because my, my kids use it and they put stuff on it. I, just, I yeah. don't really want that often, but I remember maybe a year ago, I got sort of a, a follower, friend request, whatever you call it, from um, a person whose name I didn't recognise, um, and the picture was just like, someone running yeah. so at least just pressed accept and I didn't really look and um, that's just how I should run it I don't know but anyway so I, later I kind of looked at this person and, I, and, and like she was like turns out this is American um, very like attractive woman looked the part and lots of very arty shots of running in mountains and yeah. on the track and stuff like that and and I was like well why's this person following me anyway so I knew like, well, she, this person had a good looking gentleman well, well yeah this 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 person has like two three four million followers and she was like when I looked through it she was like she was like a good runner um, nowhere near being any kind of elite runner but that was a similar type of thing and she had all kind of sponsorships from all kinds of companies um, basically almost like she, she was, she's a good runner and she looks like a runner but she sold herself very well. well yeah that's it so she, and she like does all kinds of sponsorship stuff on her page she's been sponsored by and things like that and all the shots were you know kind of very arty and yeah. she's kind a piece of, of meat beautiful like mountains in the background and stuff like that so and th that's money good on her she's making a living out of what she does but that that is kind of where it's going isn't it it's this person's got two million followers, probably because she's very attractive and she looks, you know, she looks the part in the running gear and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and, she, and 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 what I mean is, she's. I don't know how she came across my profile, or whether it's just I don't. I'm not no expert on the internet, but it's coincidental that someone in America is following me who runs in Saint Helens. Like, has she got someone searching runners all over the world to? Because you, well, well, you can search it, and, yeah, so like can, just uh, to get followers. Yeah. Well, that's it. There, there's, there's, uh, you know, I, I've learned from from Jade, who, who obviously tries to increase her her mm. social media uh, presence and things like that because she knows again that it seems to be required now. And, and I mean, she's she's sampled. Um, t she's done tests of if she takes a photo of her just in a running kit, if she takes a photo of her in a bikini and posts which one and which one gets the most interest, sort of thing. And yeah, it's it, you know it's, sort of, it's it, in a way wrong that a young female athlete now has to post like a, a post yeah, like that to try and yeah. increase presence which then makes them more marketable to a, a brand for sponsorship and things yeah, like that and, um, but yeah you, the, the whole technique where you you follow people 
um, which then obviously makes them look at your profile, they follow you, and then what you do is go back and unfollow them all. Um, so it keeps your numbers down on your yeah, so you grows your followers. You. Um, yeah, because that's things. I mean, th- this person is from somewhere in America, like I said, and obviously, I mean, it, she's not randomly followed some guy from St. Helens. I, I don't know, they, they might, you can just hashtags out, so yeah, you can yeah. find pictures that have got running in them, follow those people, they follow back, and suddenly that makes them a whole heap of money. So yeah. And, and as going back to what you said, that, that money should be going to athletes. Yeah. But then, but then, but then it sort of, it should, it should from a performance standpoint, but then as I say, I, I think now, you know, if you, if you want to be at that level and you want that money sort of thing, there's, there's more than just the performance side to it now you yeah. have you have to you saying Bolt changed it I, I think he yeah. changed it and showed that there is a way of being both a great performer but also being I suppose a great performer but on the on the, uh, the yeah, showmanship yeah, side of things the personality side um, and some athletes I mean I always remember uh, Christina Ruger was our yeah. one of our, our best 400 meter uh, runner um, Olympic gold medalist world champion um, but I always thought she had no personality at all. Whenever the, she was interviewed or anything, she was timid, just really, wasn't yeah, she? just and it was like, you know, she was held up as this star of British athletics. But then you could only hold her up as the star of British athletics from the solely from the performance yeah. side of thing, and it, and it sort of and it's strange because she was uh, yeah, cause when she was interviewed, she was very sort of I, I mean, it probably quite, to be honest, I don't know if it's I mean, Jamaica. I'm stereotyping a little bit. Jamaicans do tend to be quite. Outgoing, yeah, like chill, like and there's you know like Elaine Thompson's quite similar to you, saying, yeah. isn't she? A lot, not as sort of, but she's very like you know and all that. And the um, what's the girl with the coloured hair? Shelly Ann's made of right. Yeah, you know, they, they were the outrage. Like they've yeah. got personality. I, mean, I think I don't know. The British way is quite self-deprecating and quite. So Christine Hugu, I mean the the way she ran as well, like she snatched those gold medals on the line didn't she yeah, like yeah, a yeah. couple of them like literally she was nowhere in li- and like yeah. so like the, the way that she won those races should have made her a star really yeah and i know there was the drug thing in the background maybe yeah, that, that yeah. was a bit Miss, uh, Miss so, so, yeah there was a bit of so. yeah so i mean the way she ran meant that she should have been a star but like you say in the interview she just came across as like very timid yeah. and i got very, i got a theory for you guys i got a theory so you're looking for personality. You're talking about robotic sort of athletes. And I think of, you're talking about boxing. Now, snooker was my first love. I used to play a lot of snooker. And when you look at the past players, they were all deemed to be particular characters. You had uh, Alex Higgins, you know, and they were drinking and smoking. Yeah. Dennis Taylor with the, you know, you had all these guys and, and uh, Ray Ridd and Dra- Dracula, they called them. Um, but as that game is, is t- when you look at the modern snooker, you look at the, the guys playing. They're focused on and they're just like, oh, God, you know, I mean, from Stephen Henry onwards, I don't think he ever cracked a smile, although he's quite, I, I enjoy listening to him occasionally. He's been on the sports shows and stuff, and he, he seems like someone you get on quite well with, but on the table, they were so focused. Machine, just like robots, you know, walking, and there's no sort of... An, um, it's it's diff- it's difficult, isn't it? If you want to be the very best, and but don't forget the standard has increased so much. So, so from all those joking around, larking around the table, and winning the world championship, 
you probably wouldn't get away with that now. You couldn't no, behave like, like that. In those days, it was like a pub game where the yeah. it's sort of, wasn't it? Now it's just ultra professional, isn't it? And it's yeah. sort of but these sports relate to one another, don't they? Because it's to do with that focus. And and if you're doing it and you're training, uh, and you you're so focused and you're hammering the miles or whatever you're doing, you know, um, and you go out into this, you've got you know one opportunity every blue moon. And to joke around, you know, you might lose that because you really need to be in that zone because the other guys are, and that might be the difference between you winning and losing. It's possibly but, individuals, but like, yeah. I suppose, like, with athletic, like, as Matthew was saying, you know, to, to get it popular in the general, sort of, like, in the country, so I think the, you need to, you know, you need characters and you need, but with, with athletics, I mean, it is, it is just running, isn't it? I mean, yeah, you could, I mean, people have running styles perhaps and, and ways of racing but like if you look at footballers there's all sorts of types of footballers I mean you've got you've got the hard man in the midfield who's running around plastering into people there's no hard man in football got, anymore. but you've got like the kind of flamboyant size. The, 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 you know each football if you follow football they've, they've got a, a kind of personality and not necessarily a person but like a playing personality if you like with, with, athlete, with athletics it's difficult isn't it it is just running isn't it it's, yeah, I, I suppose the ones that do stand out like we say you say so it's, it's, Kipchoge it's, who's going yeah, after that record outside, that sort of battle it's outside the sport where they've got to show mm. that personality they can't I mean a 100 metre runner can't really show their personality in a race in a way that say a footballer can yeah. I, don't, I don't believe that, that when you say a footballer can I think it, that's to do with the, the fact that they're in the newspapers every day of the week and, and you do happen to if you're reading those kind of comics you know a bit about the person but if you didn't know them and you were sat back and you were just watching these fellas and you didn't know who Messi was you didn't know you say oh that's a good good footballer you know but then it's for me it's, it's very dull you know you sit back if when you, you know they've had to put they've had to play a chanting sort of tone behind these empty stadiums what was yeah. the reason for that well, isn't it is, yeah football, football football is Football is about the the events and the atmosphere. I tell you one thing: if you got rid of all the, the the comics and you stripped it right back and took the money away, Sky Sports, football, my God, you know there's oh, a yeah, there's a history to it. But but I tell you one thing: people would stop. A lot of people, I mean, they wouldn't be interested. I, I can imagine no, a, is, a, a completely different. And you'd be saying the same thing about those footballers as you were saying about maybe the runners. Well, I think I think what I was trying to say like you can, I mean. If you're interested in football and you watch a game of football, you you can watch those twenty two players on the pitch and they, they play quite differently. So you know some. Is it so? Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you, if you, there are like some you know yeah. some are like, some are incredibly quick. Some will play. Oh. No, so, so but I mean, like, with, say for example, hundred meters, they all run exactly the same, don't they? More or less, you know, the coaches. There's not a real great difference in. That's yeah, it's quick fire though. Yeah, that, it's, it? yeah, yeah. And, 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 and you know, like it, it, it is just running. I mean, it, it's exciting as the race part, but in terms of like, you're not going to get kids saying, "Oh, I, I want to be like that person because they do that with that person." No, I think I think well, you can put a 90 minute football match with, let's say, a half marathon, and then you have all the stories of the athletes and oh, this on this particular half marathon, such and such a body, the favourite. Oh, what's happened to her? You know, and you'd have that kind of impact from the commentary. And we've talked about comment uh, yeah, when we're running. Yeah, yeah. Some of these commentators, they don't help. You know that. Well, I think. I mean, well, I think that's it. I think it's the. I think there's some great stories in athletics to tell and in a race, and that we way to describe a race and, and tell it. Um, but it's all about it's all about how the media then t- tries to tell that story. And a lot of the time nowadays, you know, 
you're down in the league, it's it'll cut it'll cut mid race in the distance races due to yeah. the field events, which you'd want to see. But why not just split screen it and yeah. show both of yeah. them at the same time so you could still see, see the, the drama happen. unfold? And usually, what happens is you cut back to the distance race. And the drama's unfolded, the breaks after. Yeah, and there's, there's a group away, away and you're watching and you think, well, so, oh, thanks for that. I missed, yeah. I missed see, the actual mood. See what you need? You need Ken Green, the journalist, the writer, the flowery language. You need that on the on the visual <laughs> side of things. The commentator. I mean, Michael Owen in the football. I mean, I mean oh, that. No. How dull. I, I, I mean, I don't. I go in. My father, you know, he watches all this stuff, and I, I listen. Michael Owen's commentating. Oh my God, I'm falling asleep here. What's going on? Um, it, it does have an impact on your enjoy, on your mm. perception of the game, and this is what I'm saying: it's the perception of the football people are perceiving, uh, and with all the camera angles. But if you're actually at the match and you're sat back, and you're you're just a, an average sort of you play a bit of football and you sit back and think, I'd rather be playing the game to be honest. Than it's a different, like, well, I mean, you know, it's completely different. Football on the TV and on, on, in football in, inside a football guys, it's, yeah. it's two completely. But, but most people are, are armchair supporters. Yeah, and that's, and that's where they get the support from the armchair, from the television. And this is where I think athletics, as you say, really make, if you, if you get someone using that language who can... I think, I think there's... I think there's make some, it exciting. Yeah, and like, the, I mean, there's some terribly bad decisions in athletics. I mean, I know the Olympics isn't an athletic decision, but like any sporting event is made a million times better by the excitement of the crowd and then in the Rio Olympics there was it was half empty all the time wasn't it and like sometimes in the World Championship athletics you yeah. run in half empty stadiums and it's that's what made London so good really it was, it was facts the way it is I mean there's e- even when watching it on the obviously being there is one thing but even watching it on the television sport is not the same without the excitement the excitement of the crowd makes it I mean mm-hmm. I, I remember I've watched it many like when Mo Farah won that 10,000 metres at London the noise and even from the TV you could just tell that like that was spurring him on I believe and it's quite emotional I mean but so like when, when, when you've not got the crowd there it's just it's just nothing really it's just not I believe he was very lucky by the way he didn't have much competition at the time apparently apparently um, you know regards to times and whatnot but that's another another discussion but that's only in the history um, I mean Dean Rasher Smith benefited yeah in the world championship and quite a few the fact is they didn't want to compete he'd be, he'd be the best at the time but the, some of the best weren't there you know but uh, anyway listen we've had a, a re- an enjoyable time t- uh, finally I mean I don't know if you've got any more questions but um, I'd like to talk about your future my friend you're injured again plagued with injury plagued with injury yes what's going wrong have you have you taken my advice and done some yoga Um, no <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, do you know what? I, it's, I think when you mentioned before about like I think it was like two years or two years ago last summer when I was kind of at my best I think and we, Matthew and I went up to Lancaster to the yeah. race and oh, I kind yeah. of did the kind of 16, 18 I think it was for five k and uh, thirty four, ten k, a couple of weeks after that. And I just since then on and off with injuries and uh, lower leg calf injuries mainly, um, and I've. You know, I've managed like six weeks at a time training and done a half decent time in a race, and I just, I just seem to keep getting injured, and it's um, it's annoying. So I was quite. I was, I, you've got to find out what's causing yeah. it, and you've got to really change something. I'll do so. I, I'm, yeah, I'm convinced I it's to do with stretching. Yeah, As you get off it, you've got to got yeah. to get down on the mat and start doing some. I think I need. I think I need to, I think I need to find someone to tell me what to do because, like, I'm when, telling you. you, you know what? 
one you know when you're in a running club and there's injuries and like everyone's well oh I, I did this and oh I do this and yeah, I do yoga yeah, and yeah. I stretch and I, I walk and, and, and it's like bomb yeah, 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 like, yeah, like yeah. What, what do you do? Like, I literally need one but there person. is information out there ice baths yeah. are one you know after but then, but there's all too these much information things. in a way isn't there it's like, there is it's like, what, that's like, for everything I, I mean for anything ice baths I'm sure I can find one person who swears by ice baths and someone else says it's have, you, have, you, have, have you done an ice have you had it no. It's not as hard as you think. It's just the lower legs, isn't it? You know, you fill it with. You don't even need ice, but you know, it's just the lower legs. Uh, listen, because I was quite looking forward to turning forty. Like for some people, it's kind of oh, forty, like down for me. But I was because I think, but like in my mind, it's like be forty. Yeah, forty. Like, prizes. Yeah, yeah, and you could still do that. Yeah. And that's one of your aspirations. I, I, I want to talk about Matthew's got a comic um, book, <laughs> which I've read. Uh, I don't know if you've read his comic. No, no seriously. No. I mean, yeah, it's a nice comic. It's really it's a great comic. I'm thinking about one day, you know, in the, maybe in the, in the near future, you'd like to potentially put something together, maybe a comic. You could work work on it with Matthew and myself. Um, but what about your own aspirations? A book, maybe? Were, were you interested in, in putting something together, okay. collaborating with someone on a particular story? Would it be fictional? Would it be more uh, factual? I'd like, to, yeah, I, th- I think I'd, I'd kind of like to, something I'd like to do, I suppose, but then I think a lot of people say that, don't they? I mean, firstly, I mean, if you're going to write a book about yourself, you've got to have done something, haven't you? You've got to have done something to make it worthwhile. But then again, the writer you were talking about, he hadn't—he was a good runner, uh, the running with Kenyans, but he hadn't achieved, you know, yeah, the elite suppose, level. Yeah. And he'd written some some bestsellers. He's, he's wrote about ultimately about other people, hasn't he? Yeah, writing yeah, about yeah, things. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It would be something. I think you'd be I really good at that. Patience. I think you, I think you've got the patience. I think you'd be really good at that. And. Um, Listen, you're not going to go empty, home empty-handed today. A um, cake or tea? Uh, no, 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 we've got, we've got a little something for you here. There we are, sir. There you go, oh, sir. Oh, fabulous, and, thank uh, you. Chocolates there oh, as well. Oh, marvellous, thank you, go. you very much, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Yes. Wonderful to have you on, Kane, and um, thanks very much for, for joining us. Yes, thank you, Kane. Some you know really interesting discussion to be fair on, on athletics and, and its place in the media and and uh, journalistic sort of approaches as well to, to not just athletics but sport in, in general. And, and so um, thank you very much, Professor Green. Professor Green, <laughs> thank you. Thank you.